A few years ago, when I moved to New Zealand from China as a designer without local experience, reference, and didn't even speak the language properly, I had a big question: How can I start? I think it's not only my question, but probably the key question for all the people would like to work in somewhere else from his or her home country. Yeah, how can I start? Because I've been experienced this struggle, I was really impressed when I know Monsieur Farina's story. Started from Brazil, Monsieur extended his design career to an international level. He previously worked at Shopify in Canada and Booking.com in Netherlands, and currently he's working in Sydney as a design manager as. Atlassian worked in four different countries, three continents from scratch. Wow, how did he start? With the curiosity in my mind, I invited Michelle for this podcast interview, and the result, boom! I got this mind-blowing conversation. Let's jump into it. Wait, what do you mean by the title? What about his four other hidden roles? Stay to the last. You'll get it then.、Uh, since last time we talked, how's things going? Like everything,、uh, like how everything's been good.、Um, life and work at your side and COVID、yeah. and all the things. Like so, you are well aware, of course, that you know I'm in Australia, so the the COVID here has been similar to there in, in New Zealand. Yeah, where it's a little bit under control.、Um, when something happens, we have lockdowns in the right cities.、Uh, it's usually one, two, you know, five cases, not four thousand cases. So、uh, it's not that scary anymore, right? Because it's right. a little under control. Yeah.、Um, since the last we talked, also I fully transitioned to a manager role. So、mm. went wow,、um, congratulations! You know, completely.、That's、Thank、um... you. Yeah. So before I was the a senior product designer in the the Jira shared experiences team, and now I'm the design manager on that team.、Uh, you know, looking at the whole area of Jira findability and efficiency. So it's wow. It's pretty interesting, and it's a it's pretty new. So there's a lot to learn, but I love challenges and I love learning. So I thought that you know this was a good opportunity for that. Right. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about some like some. Insights you find during this, like the the transition from a designer role to a manager role, what's the difference? For sure. And what's the mindsets? And like like、um, like mentioned last time, we talk about how you、um, how you start from Brazil and then went、yep. to Canada, Netherlands, US. yeah, US, and、um, and finally arrive at Australia. Australia. So that's、yep. really、uh, like. A lot of my friends and other designers, they leave the comment like, "How did he do that?" Like, <laughs> so probably we can start with this question: like,、uh, how did you、yep. do that? Like,、uh, that's a great question. Yeah, from from the beginning,、uh, right? Cool.、Yeah. Um, so you want me to go all the way back to the beginning, or mostly on the how did I do that? How did I go and work in the U.S. and then work in the Netherlands and then in Canada? Uh, just as、um, as you prefer, like anything, yeah, like、sure. maybe highlights or anything you you prefer yeah, to yeah. say. Yeah. 
So I started young in this area when I started, um, you know, I keep joking usually. I mean, rooms where I have to say like, I'm the older guy here in the room, uh, you know, but um, so when I started, there was no internet. Basically, internet was not a thing, right? Dial-up was a reality back in Brazil. Um, there was the role that I would look for as a role back then if I wanted to work for, uh, for design or for web would be the webmaster role. That's what people called, you know, whoever mm. worked on the internet. There was no UX designer, product designer, uh, service designer, uh, web manager, underneath. Like it was just the webmaster. And um, so for a long time, I learned by myself. Uh, there was no college for this. Again, back in the day, back in Brazil, none of that was available. No boot camp to get me started. So I got started by visiting other websites, trying to read their HTML and their CSS, trying to learn that myself. So I'm basically self-taught. In the beginning, that was it. I studied marketing and advertising, which I actually think helped in the end uh, because it taught me a lot about communication skills, uh, some of the soft skills that are interesting for the design side. I also think that some of the uh, understanding of statistics and sales and um, audiences and how to deal with audiences really connected with that design side afterwards. Uh, so I think it was a good choice in that sense. Um, but, you know, uh, in Brazil, started working out in the design field, mostly by accident. Um, I was building websites for myself and, um, and those websites, you know, got the interest of someone at my college, uh, my teacher. He had just purchased a company in, in that field or was working as a CMO of a company on that field. Uh, and he saw what I was doing and he was like, hey, you should do this, you know, in our company, come be an intern. So I joined them as an intern. And from there, I moved to the iBest company. iBest was an award in Brazil uh, that used to award the best websites in, I think, 1998, something like that. Yeah, so uh, back then, my job was an intern still, and then it became an HTMLer. Yeah, that was the actual job title. Uh, so my job was writing HTML. And um, I was more interested in the design side than in the coding side, so I started studying more and really you know, digging deep into that and looking into positions. And a lot of the positions I was getting was more on the graphic design side and not on the web. Um, there's a lot of that, you know, breaking into the market. Who do you know? How do you get in, right? So that's one of the questions I still hear nowadays. But, you know, again, back then there was even less companies to do it, right? So getting to break in was really hard. Um, so it took me a while. It took me, I think, around 10 years in Brazil of working on this. Uh, until I noticed that my resume was getting picked up because I've always liked speaking English and writing in English. So I wrote my resume in Portuguese and English. Uh, and my website and my resume was getting picked up by companies in the US. And that started getting my attention because I was like, well, you know, if I want to work for uh, a startup or any company that actually makes the internet, that's how I saw it back in the day, right? These companies make the internet. It's, it was Yahoo, it was Google just beginning, uh, you, want, you know, uh, Microsoft, AOL, all these companies were making the internet at that point. And my goal was to work for one of them, to be making the internet. So my resume started getting noticed. Uh, I started applying to these companies and I was invited to do an interview with Yahoo. Uh, but unfortunately, back in the day, uh, you know, that wasn't a possibility. I was in Brazil uh, and Yahoo had a situation where Microsoft was trying to buy them. So they couldn't do the interview. They basically had to cancel the interview. Although I had the interview scheduled already and I had like, I still have like a sheet that says everyone that would interview me in the day. Wow. Uh, it was eight interviews in a row. 
Uh, the last one is an eight-person panel, and I still remember that I never got the chance to do it, but that was the interview I was going for. Um, anyway, you know, fast forward a little bit. Um, I actually get an offer from an agency to work there. Uh, I worked with them as a contractor for a long time. Um, and I wanted to, again, find a big company. I was working in an agency, so it still wasn't the company that I was talking about before, right? That company that really builds the internet, that's really doing a product that millions of people consume. Uh, and that breakthrough came with Booking.com. So after a long period with the agency, uh, I saw an opportunity to apply for Booking. They were interviewing UX designers. However, for you to interview for Booking, you had to know HTML and CSS, which luckily enough, I started from that. I started coding you know, since the beginning, so um, did, the, did the test. It was a phone call with uh, two designers, uh, and then they fly you over to the Netherlands. So I actually got to go to Amsterdam uh, and do the interview there in person which is similar to the one from Yahoo, right? So it's like a panel again, you have two interviews, two interviewers doing one hour, then another set of two interviewers doing an hour, and then you have like a final interview. Um, it's kind of like a video game, you get to the final boss, that's the chance. Uh, it's usually the hiring manager at that stage. Uh, and then it's, uh, it's when, when they decide if they want to offer you the position. Um, I left the Netherlands already knowing that they offered me the job. So I went, I went on the flight home already thinking, you know, when I get home, I have to start planning to go live in the Netherlands. Um, and that was, that was the experience. Um, I can pause there or um, keep talking. <laughs> right. Wow. That's, I think that's, I just can't imagine like what's the dramatic uh, feeling at that stage. Like, um, Percy jump, like, uh, your CV picked up by US companies and then boom you got the uh, the opportunity to work in some UX companies so I guess there are some a lot of things happened during this stage and but yeah at this stage I, w I just want to make it really simple and uh, clear for our audience like uh, what is the first motivation do you did you remember uh, like you you decide that I can go outside, I can go to another country to, to, to work. And if you yes. that I'm confident to do that. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. remember those experience? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's funny because the, the confidence side is on that people ask me a lot. And I've, I've, I think it's the opposite. I never thought I couldn't do it, I guess. Um, mm. You know, that was always on. The, I just believe, you know, I it's hard because I do feel imposter syndrome when I'm in a role. So I understand where the question comes from, right? It's hard when you're doing a role to believe you're doing the right thing. It's, it's very easy to question yourself. It's yep. may is way easier to question yourself than it is to believe in yourself. Um, so I understand that part, but also, you know, I was, I had nothing to lose. Uh, I was just starting out. Uh, I wanted an opportunity. Like I said, my goal was to really work, on the companies that build yep. what I believe were the products that were making the internet. And, you know, if we're talking, this is in the 2006 to 2008, maybe on a, you know, we already start talking around, um, you know, maybe there's a, a LinkedIn in there maybe there's a beginning of a Facebook in there. I don't remember which companies exactly, but that's the kind of company that, again, you say that name to someone and they go like, Oh, I know that company, you know, I know what they're doing, you know, and, that was still Yahoo back then, right? 
where you would say like Yahoo and Flickr and Yahoo Mail and everyone would go like, yes, I know what that means. So um, for me, that was the motivation. The motivation was I wanted to be in a product that was really big, that had complex issues, that needed complex solutions. Um, I, f I believe I am a simplifier. I like to simplify uh, complex problems, right? I like to summarize ideas. Uh, and that was the goal. The goal was to be there and try to look at these complex problems and find you know, elegant solutions. That's great. That's awesome. Because uh, the reason I'm asking this the question before is that after sharing your story, many uh, I think it's ma there are many talented uh, designers. Because uh, some designers from my previous um, previous um, job, and also like some Chinese designers and some Korean designers, they they uh, just said, Ah, I'm so. So, so envy or so admire Michelle can do that, and I think um, probably it's just um, like you mentioned the uh, critical part. You are a simplifier to make things simple, and also you focus on uh, the things you can do, but not about worry about uh, I can't do that. So, um, yeah, is there anything like differentiate you? Uh, uh, to to help you stand out and able to to go to work internationally. So I I think one of the things that really really uh, make me feel like I can do it is I'm always again I didn't want to work for Yahoo because I believed I knew everything I wanted to work for Yahoo because I I thought there's a lot to learn there. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't about going there and being super confident oh i i will arrive and i'll be the one i'll be the you know the, the chief design officer the principal it was completely the opposite it was i want the opportunity to learn from the best mm -hmm. and at that stage i believe you know they had um i think they had luke roblowski was one of the head designers in the company wow. yeah. um and at that moment that's what i would look look up to you know i would look up look up to someone like that and be like hey if i have the chance to learn from someone like that and to uh, interact with someone like that on a day-to-day -day basis, right? I think that's an invaluable part of the experience. So for me, it was less um, about my strengths or weaknesses. It was more like this opens up all sorts of doors for me, mm -hmm. right? For me to learn and for me yep. to evolve in my craft. Um, that was the goal. The goal was to learn, to evolve, uh, to get new opportunities. I did feel that the market in Brazil, which did change a lot. Nowadays, there are startups in Brazil and there are teams in Brazil that are growing, right? And I get the same question where I've been, I've been in Clubhouse a lot this week. Um, and I've been getting the same question from a lot of people from Brazil where they're coming to me and they're going like, hey, but how did you do it? How did you go out of Brazil to, to, you know, to these companies and, and reach out to them? And isn't it hard? And, I, and I'm trying to dismystify that idea, the idea that it's hard. Uh, I talked to another colleague of mine and I'm starting a podcast around, you know, Latinx people who do design all over the world. Um, and one of the, the key things that we wanted to share is that we were able to do it. You can do it too, right? There's no, there's no secret here. No one here is doing it um, at a level that is completely different. You know, the, the companies are all doing the same. Um, what we did is try to find culture in the companies that we align to. So I tried to look for companies where the culture of the company is aligned to what I believe uh, to see if that will help, you know, break in from the door. So that culture fit, that connection with the company is really interesting for me. Um, but also believing that you can, believing that, you know, 
if you don't try, you're not going to get it. Yep. Yeah, that's great. That's the goal. I think, yeah, that's um, that's really helped me to understand and help the people who's listening to understand um, the mindset and also like the limitation from ourselves. Sometimes just the biggest barrier for us to go to to aim high. Like at the uh, at the early stage of your career, you you just put Yahoo on your on your list. And it's some sometimes was scary or just too, uh, just afraid to put those names. Like, are people gonna laugh at us, or is it like unrealistic for for me? Like, I'm just a average designer. Some people might think think things like that. And I think, yeah, that's um, that's what what I've got from your for your for your for your story. That's 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 really good, and. Yeah, there's and one more, there's one more thing there. I yeah. think find your story, right? Find your story. Figure out what's the story that you're telling about yourself. So um, I talk a lot to new designers that are coming up and they're trying to find a way uh, to break in the industry. And we talk about their resumes and there's like, oh, there, but there's nothing on my resume. What do I say? Right. So if you don't have nothing to share yet, what you're trying to share is where you want to grow. What do you want to learn? What are you interested in? Maybe there's something from your past that is already, um, you know, there's a connection with something from your past that you can say, uh, because I, I'm interested in this, I can see myself uh, using this skill, you know, transferring skills from one side to the other, right? So there's always a way to connect. But again, there's a story, right? Uh, people tend to write resumes uh, very much just saying, this is what I did. I, you know, make made 200 websites or I achieved, um, you know, these two awards or whatever. Um, and that's not really what a resume is about, right? A resume is more about telling you, for instance, saying, hey, Bear, you know, I worked uh, on this company and we launched this product and that gave the company this thing, right? So there's a, there's a connection between the thing you did and what the benefit of that was, what's the impact of that. Um, and what I tell the new people is, if there is no impact yet, the impact is what do you learn? What did you learn from trying to redesign an app, for instance, right? So let's say you're one of those designers that likes looking at Spotify or Clubhouse and going like, I'm going to do a redesign of this. If you put that in your portfolio, you're not really saying, oh, I designed Clubhouse. But you could tell a story there, which is while doing this, it made me think of A and B and C and I learned all these things. Um, and that's a story. As a hiring manager, I can read that and understand how you think and what you're trying to bring to the table. And I think that that's what's important. Yep. And it feels like you need to show them that the story of how you slay a dragon, like before and after, how you, t uh, how you cope with the challenge and solve the problem. Yeah. And I think yeah, found the found the culture of the companies and get match and find your personal story. Yeah, this could be some something that everyone can um, can start to check if if we're going to switch our career to design or try to expand our career um, to 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 another level. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, and like you, you after you worked at. Uh, Booking.com, and then you move to uh, the next one is that you move to Shopify. 
uh, Shopify. Yeah. Could you yeah. continue your story? Like, yeah. Yes, of course. Mm. Yeah. So um, I was at Booking.com for um, four years. Um, uh, I did a lot of uh, A/B testing. Booking.com is really focused on that side of the of the equation. So really trying to understand if the the things that you are building and delivering are actually bringing any benefit, right? So it really made me think a lot about um, the products that I'm building. What are the impact that those products have? Um, so after that, and again, I shared that story a lot. I went to a lot of conferences. I talked to a lot of people. Uh, and then, and because of that, I ended up connecting with a lot of people. So I had connected with Shopify um, folks um, back in the U.S. when I went for a conference. Um, but it wasn't the back of my mind. I wasn't really thinking about Shopify. I was just starting to um, study possibilities after booking. Um, I was looking to see if there was anything closer to, to home, closer to Brazil, um, you know, and just just in interested in seeing what was out there. So I started investigating uh, those ideas and, and looking for opportunities. And I saw that Shopify was looking for um, senior product designers. Um, I reached out to them, uh, completely different uh, interview process. Um, very interesting because it's focused a lot on your life story. So mm. it's focused a lot on understanding how you think as a person, what do you bring again, what do you bring to the table is always there, right? They want to know your impact, but there's a lot of about your story and about your past and about the way you think. Um, so, you know, I did the interview over the phone, then I had to fly to Ottawa in Canada to do the interview. Um, and I came back home. This one took a little longer. Uh, it's a longer process to move to, to Canada. So I think it took around nine months for me to move there. Um, we joke as basically, you know, it's a kid, right? It took that long uh, to yeah. move. Um, but it's something that the company doesn't have any control. So it wasn't really Shopify's uh, choice. It was more like the way the country and moving works. Um, yeah. So we moved with, uh, I moved with my wife and two kids from the Netherlands. Uh, to Canada, um, where we had our third kid. <laughs> During the process, so, or no? Dude, no, uh, no, in 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 Canada, in Canada. <laughs> so, uh, definitely an interesting an interesting change. Again, um, we also joked that we we started going north more and more. So we went, you know, to the U.S. where it's a little colder than Brazil, but not super. Uh, you go to the Netherlands, where it's again well, more, you know, it's colder than than where we were before, and then you go to Canada, where oh my God, like you hit, you reached the top, right? There's no, uh, there was nowhere colder. Um, yeah. But you know, I I also approached it with the same mindset. By the way, the mindset was Booking.com was a big, gigantic e-commerce company, right? Booking.com is about selling hotel rooms every day, millions of hotel rooms. And then I look at Shopify and, and, you know, what can I learn from that? Well, they're not the e-commerce, but they're not an Amazon, for instance. They're not really just selling the product, but they're building a product to allow you and me to do that. So I thought, hmm, there's an, another layer for me to learn here, right? There's the layer of this, this, this product that allows people to do, um, you know, a bigger thing, kind of like booking, kind of like an Amazon, um, but on their own. And, and for me, that was what really pulled me in and really showed me like, hey, there's a lot to learn here. This is a whole new set of issues for you to understand. Yeah. 
I, I find it's quite interesting because you mentioned learning as a very important、um, perspective when you consider a new role or a new opportunity. And because the reason we are we 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 know each other is also like you are the mentor. I'm also the mentor for for an online bootcamp. So、uh, I I think it's is this something that you feel、um, really. Important for not not only for designers, but only、uh, but also like uh, how how do you think like learning take part in our、yep. self growth or yeah and, and, and in our life yeah generally for sure. I I joke that I I, I talk to to think、um, and I I explore things to learn.、Um, so when I when I'm in a new when I'm looking at a、one. new position. Right when I'm looking at something like that, I'm definitely looking at something to learn.、Um, I've been connected to the idea of of sharing and learning since the beginning、uh, mm. of my career. I actually taught back in Brazil.、Um, mm. It was one of my my jobs back in Brazil was teaching HTML, CSS,、uh, design, Photoshop to people,、uh, you know, back in Brazil. So I've always been connected to that side of it.、Um, But of course, with time and with you know、uh, moving countries and all of that, those those kind of go away. You just deal with the role that you're in.、Um, but in my roles, I've always looked for opportunities to you know again learn from one side and mentor from the other side, right? So being、uh, you know this 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 sharing with people,、um, hiring junior designers, for instance, at Booking. We didn't even have a junior designer role at Booking. Uh, but we, you know, after a while, ended up making one because we were very interested in hiring a person、um, yep. that applied, and you know, seeing that person grow and be like an, an amazing designer,、uh, you know, is is one of the experiences that I'm very proud of, you know.、Um, but I, I don't think I would apply to a job where I'm thinking like, oh, I know everything in this area. This is this is it doesn't make me feel like there's growth potential for me,、mm-hmm. right? So. It's a it's a little bit of that learner's mindset and the growth potential mindset、um, of trying to understand、um, which areas should I be improving myself on.、Uh, always thinking of the the, the T-shaped designer, right? So,、yeah. can I、mm. grow my T? Can I make it even wider? Can I learn more areas? So, like I said, from booking, I was knee deep in A/B testing and thinking about the end side. Of the funnel, right, and thinking about the conversion and the on the e-commerce side,、mm-hmm. and then if you move that to a Shopify, you're talking about、uh, building the product that's going to help people do that. So, how do I connect now to that customer and and allow them to do that themselves? And the mindset is completely different. So I think again, that's what really attracts me is learning these new mindsets,、um, finding new ways to do these things.、Um, there's a quick anecdote in there. Um, you probably heard this before, but、um, the person that does sushi, I think,、um, mm, if, if you're gonna learn zero, to be a sushi chef, yeah, I think it? it's the Itame.、Uh, probably might be saying it wrong, but、yeah. the sushi chef, right? So the sushi chef,、uh, they have to study rice for a very long time, right?、Yeah. And and the reason for that is、uh, there's a lot to master. There's a there's a whole lot to master on just rice, right?、Um, and for me, that's a little bit how I I think about the design side is like there's a lot to master, right? There's always a lot to learn.、Uh, you're always finding new areas to grow and to learn and to develop. 
And sometimes it's you have to go back to basics and you have to think about, you know, did I understand the customer? Do I know the uh, the story that I'm telling here? Do I know, uh, you know, how this is going to impact them? But there's always, again, we're building for commerce, we're building for a platform system, we're building for a design system. All of these are different. Yeah, yeah, that's totally um, what I'm feeling is the same thing. Like uh, if we want to, just as a um, as a maybe the, uh, on a high level understanding as a, what a designer do probably just uh, mock up something um, and make things pretty but if you want to understand or just want to really deliver the, the value you need to truly understand and uh, something in a very deep level uh, I think probably that's the reason you uh, like from booking doc bootings.com you not just go to like the other totally opposite industry like uh, maybe uh, not e-commerce but something else but you go to uh, the same uh, still uh, as a larger scope of e-commerce but still like focus on a different perspective so uh, from that you can learn and grow and uh, in, in a larger um, scope is that something uh, you try to do sure. that at that time? Yes, yeah. and and it, it's it, we go back to that thing of you know knowing from your past experience what will you add to the future experience, right? So I I already understood the e-commerce side of it, right, mm -hmm. and the selling side of it, and the fact that you know you need to work in this dramatic uh, way that you could have thousands or millions of sales a day, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen. That was that was what Booking was doing. So when you go to somewhere like Shopify, the idea is how do you amplify that for more people, right? The, 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 the motto of the company uh, was really to make more entrepreneurs, to allow for more people to have those stores and to yeah. make more. So we even used to say prioritize things that are going to make more entrepreneurs, that are going to allow for more people to have stores and to, and to, to be in Shopify. Yeah. Um, knowing those priorities again that's that's what that's really what connects because you you can you can see like is that something i can do can i help more people do this right and if that's what's expected and we talked about a little bit about the culture of companies i i really really think that's super important um these companies they spend months writing career pages with culture pages on them so if you go to like careers.shopify or careers.atlassian.com, uh, you're going to find that, you know, in the careers.atlassian page, they really tell you the story, not only of the company, but what they're looking for. You know, what are the values that they're looking for? And if you believe in those values, if those values connect with you, even if you're not 100% sure that you can do the entire job that they're saying on the row, you should probably apply. Because again, mm. they're looking for you. They wrote the page for you, right? They they really are trying to find people that connect with those values. Mm. Yeah, that's that's great to to get the right people have to resonate about the the culture, about the the things they are looking for. <laughs> and and back to the current stage you are working at at Lessing. So uh, is that uh, from Shopify, and then you yes. directly yes. go to this yeah uh, so position? yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I was at Shopify. We were launching a gigantic product. It was a massive undertaking. We shot, we, we launched Shopify fulfillment. 
um, which is like a, a warehousing system uh, that connects, uh, you know, small-ish store owners uh, to warehouses in the United States. And, you know, we had to build an MVP. Uh, we had to do everything very quickly because we had very tight deadlines. But the goal was to allow people to do uh, free and shipping, free and easy, free, fast and easy shipping, um, kind of like Amazon does in the US, uh, yeah. but for your store, for you know any store. Um, and that was a big challenge. I was very happy with the, the, the launch and the success of the launch, but it, it starts me thinking, so what is the next thing to learn, right? What is the, what is the next thing I wanna grow on and learn from? Um, and I had thought of Atlassian before. Atlassian has been one of those companies that I've been, I've used their products several times in my life. And I've used Trello before for my personal self. And I've used uh, Jira at booking.com or Confluence at booking.com. So always had this connection with the products. Um, and then I, I reached out and, um, and I applied here for, uh, for a position as a senior product designer in the Jira team. Um, and I moved here, what was it, two, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, you know, that was a, a, a big move. Again, it's moving from Canada all the way to Australia. Um, but since then, I've been here in, in Sydney uh, enjoying it. And, and yeah, this has been a great experience. Um, it, it's a big playing field, let's put it this way, because um, Atlassian doesn't build one product. They build many products. Um, yep. and a lot of these products have connections between themselves, right? So if you start thinking about things that I can learn and things that I can grow on, or even how do we make things simpler? Well, that whole connection between these and, and the, the way they work together, uh, is something that definitely is where I'm interested at. And, and I think that there's a lot to, to see in this. Yep. Cause, uh, from my understanding or from my um, experience, it feels that before that you're working for um, the product can uh, can uh, directly help the customers or uh, help the other uh, clients to, to grow. But at this stage, it's more like work for the tools that customer can use to, to build things by themselves. So I think that's the complexity or the or well, the level is just another level to 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 understand the problem and also to 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 think much deeper in that scenario in that um um yeah in in that circumstances so i think that's um that's a great move and could you like uh, as as a wrap up uh majorly what's the difference between these companies and i think most of the companies uh you mentioned that uh, there are a lot of things to learn uh could you say something like uh like um what's your um what's your suggestion if people would like to uh, develop their career and maybe some because some of my listeners uh audiences they they always say the same question. I don't know where I'm going to work. I'm not sure because I haven't found my dream job yet. And as you already have this great experiences of working with these great companies, could you share a little bit for those yeah, guys? Please. Like, yeah, any suggestions for them? Um, definitely. So great question. Um, so it's not easy to compare companies, 
right? Um, like you said, booking.com is, is way more at the end of the funnel. It's dealing with the customer directly, right? The customer is right there. Um, the part that you don't see on booking.com is that there's three customers, right? So there's uh, the hotel side. The hotel is a customer because they want to show their hotel in, in your website and they want to sell, right? So there's that side. Um, a lot of people, when you talk about booking, don't think about that. Then you have the customer that is buying the room, right? So they're going there to get a room. And and then you have the company itself, right? Which, you know, that's building a product. So there's internal customers uh, for you to deal with. And a lot of that, the mentality there was about experimentation and being agile. So the thing I learned from there and the thing I take away from there is learn to accept failure. Because uh, when you're doing experimentation, uh, a lot of things are going to fail. If if you're doing experimentation with a 95%, um, you know, uh, rating to to experiment with, right? So there's a, a uh, that's the way you, you measure yourself. Um, you know, 95% of things are going to fail. 5% of things are going to get through, right? Um, and that's expected. So you really learn to fail, uh, but to, to take the learnings from that failure, to always be thinking about the learnings. Um, from Shopify, it was a completely different approach. There was a lot more uh, developing for the long term. So one of their values, again, go back to culture, go back to values, right? One of their values is build for the long term, right? So when we were building something, it would take a long time. We would have to try to understand uh, the change a lot more and to try to see if what we're building was the right thing at the right time. Um, the, the key takeaway for me there was not knowing what to build, but knowing when to build it is more important. Because knowing what to build is easy and cheap. You can say like everyone knows, you know, by looking at something, they can get a lot of ideas of what to build. But knowing when to build it is where it gets hard. Is it the right time? Do we have the right technologies? Do we have the right people? Uh, is it gonna be accepted by the market and all of that? Um, and you take that, again, you always take that experience with you for the next one. So when I, when I came to Atlassian, um, I kind of wanted something that wasn't completely on the experimentation that is just doing one thing always. Um, but I also wanted a little bit more uh, connected to the customers, I guess. Uh, or feeling more connected to the customers. And uh, so with, with Atlassian, what I noticed is um, there's a lot of thinking about the long-term future. So we understand that, we think about the long-term, we think about the products that we're gonna build, we uh, interview users about that, we, we discuss about that a lot. But we're also building a product of today, right? And there are new features coming, there's new um, improvements coming all the time. So it's trying to find a balance between what impact can you deliver today and what are you going to build for the future and how you organize in a way. Again, it comes from that when story that I was telling about before on Shopify, like knowing what to build when. So here, knowing what to build when, but then organizing that in a way that you see that progression and you see the impact growing, right? Because you see that. I'm building stuff today. I'm also planning for the future things that might be bigger, uh, but how those pile up together to get there is really what I've I've learned here. Wow, that's that's awesome, Chris. Uh, I'm not only learned what you've what you've learned, and also I'm learning from how accurate you express the the findings from your previous experience and. It feels that um, not every designers can 
can't able to to describe or just to deliver the message in a very precisely、uh, way. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not a compromise, but I'm just in a few. Uh, uh, yeah, that's my feeling after you describe it. Like step one at booting.com, what you've learned and why and how did you learn that?、Uh, show some facts and takeaway, and also Shopify and Atlassian. So it makes me feel like wonder, cause I. I also saw your、uh, LinkedIn profile page.、Uh, it's、mm-hmm. design manager and also public speaker and writer. I think is this something you think really、um, necessary? What do you think about this? What sometimes people will call soft skill like presentation,、mm-hmm. communication, speaking, write to help us as a designer to grow, or does it?、Uh, how how important it is? Just want to hear what what your thoughts on this. That's a great question.、Um, well, I I I think I treat it as a design problem, and and that's why I want to have a, an an answer in the end. I want to have that the simplified version of what I understood from each of the companies, right? So, coming out with this this、um, idea that is simple enough that you can share, I think is important, and and knowing how to bring that.、Um, But I also like believe design is storytelling, right? Design is finding a way to communicate intent, and knowing how to communicate that is really important. I've always liked、um, sharing stories and telling stories, so I do believe that is a key part of design for me. But I'm, you know, I don't, I don't expect everyone to like the same things in design that I do, right? We have people that are extremely, extremely analytical. Uh, and are good at looking at、uh, complex graphs and systems and and drawing those out in a completely different way,、uh, right? And understanding workflows and understanding automation and understanding AI, that might not be the area where my strength lies. You know, maybe I'm not.、Uh, you know, I haven't had experience with AI, for instance, on on the the design side.、Uh, I haven't had to deal too much with it. So, but then you focus on your own strengths and 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 use those. In, into your benefit, so I believe my strengths lie in the, you know, finding the core of something, finding the way to communicate that something、uh, back to a wider audience.、Um, so, to your question, I've always liked the the writing and the public speaking. I also think that it does make you、uh, a better designer to be sharing the things.、Um, I learn a lot when I share. I learn a lot when I talk to people、uh, and when I、uh, discuss the ideas. Because even if you don't agree,、um, and you have other thoughts, you're going to challenge me with the, your thoughts, and I'm going to learn from that, right? I'm going to be able to see like、um, what you think, why why your argument is valid, how does it combine with my mindset?、Um, be open to change, be open to change opinion, right?、Uh, I'm always open to hear. That maybe some other person's experience is completely different, and they don't believe this is the way to do things.、Um, I've again had lots of discussions around that on, on Clubhouse lately, where people are saying, you know, I've I've done it this way. That's this is how we believe it's it, it, it it's agile or 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 you know, my way or the highway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> agile or the highway. So it has to be fast and iterative, and you have to launch things. Every five minutes, <laughs>、uh, the the key there for me is that I think there's space for all of it, yeah. And in finding your space, 
depends on what you believe, having a point of view, knowing how to share that point of view, uh, and learning from other points of view. Um, the the key for me, again, for the key takeaway, if I needed to say anything to all your your listeners would be the best part of, of being involved in all these companies um, was that I got to share uh, design work and product work with amazing people from all over the world. So, you know, in booking, for instance, my team was like a, a Russian, a German, uh, an Indian, uh, uh, you know, a team lead from China, um, a developer from Brazil, like it, everyone from everywhere. And that makes me think like, you're going to bring your past, your culture, and you're going to challenge things in a way that I haven't thought about, right? And that is the that is a great uh, place for me. Uh, if I'm going somewhere to learn something, that's what I want. I want people with diverse cultures, diverse thoughts, diverse backgrounds, that when we put them all together, they can see the gaps that I can't see in a product. Because I, you're the designer, you're not responsible for seeing everything. You can't see everything. You can't make yourself someone else. You have to be the eye of the user and, and try to understand the user. But for, for you to have someone in your team that already has that mindset also and to have that diversity in the team, it already helps you in the discussions with your team to challenge that and to make a product even better. That's great. Thanks. That's awesome. I think um, we might have a, a lot of um, personal takeaways from what you share. Um, so, Chris, I don't want to take too much of your time. I only got... Uh, Two questions, majorly related to speaking, <laughs> one, one, once you already mentioned, and also about teaching. So, uh, speaking of the speaking, um, I know uh, from my personal perspective, it's really helpful uh, for for designers. Uh, I agree with you. Um, as the uh, as a as one of the barriers, like both you and I are using English as a second language. And a lot of talented designers, I think they would like to explore the different opportunities and it's become language become a barrier for them to, to, to express or to communicate. So what's your suggestion or what's your, how, how did you cope with it? I know it's probably take a long-term perspective because you mentioned that in, in, in Brazil, you started to write uh, your CV in Portuguese and uh, in English and also using English as a major uh, language to communicate. Um, is there anything else that you can suggest to to other people if they have the similar like language barrier at this stage? Yeah. There's always a language barrier. So if English is not a language barrier, uh, there's a barrier that usually the designer is one in a group of 20 developers, 40 developers even, right? So as a designer, you're always trying to speak the language of someone else. It's either the business or the technology, or in our case, our second language, you know, English to, to communicate anything that we need to communicate. Um, I studied English really young. I started, started studying English when I was, I think, eight years old. Um, so I became an interpreter uh, when I was around 16 years old uh, back in Brazil. Um, and I was translating uh, live in events with some other people. So the, the reality is I never had that in my mind. I never had that question. Um, 
but I also get that question a lot from people and I always have to say um, you know it goes a little bit back to believing yourself and and accepting that no one's English is perfect actually in in big companies uh, the international English is more common than the the American English or the British English right so in a place like the Netherlands where booking.com was um, you know the American and the British English were the minority you were the majority right mm. everyone else is the majority so knowing that accepting that accepting that other people do it every day uh, is a key learning for me um, I've always was uh, interested in it I always believed that I um, should invest in it so there's a little bit of that too where you're focusing on what can I do to get better every day how can I improve right so if it is go talk to other people in English even if it is from your own culture from your own background um, I'm sharing this uh, like I said I, I'm doing the Latin Nexus with design podcast where I'm talking to people from Brazil or from any other Latin America country and we're speaking to each other in English uh, and the goal is not to be speaking to each other in English. I could have interviewed the person in Portuguese. Uh, but the goal is I want that story to be shared with more people. So we have to force ourselves to do it in English and to be sharing with the bigger, the wider audience, right? Um, but it is finding ways to do that. If it is via Clubhouse or YouTube or watching videos on YouTube and then trying to re replicate them, there's always ways. Uh, for you to put yourself out there. Um, be vulnerable about it. It's fine. You don't have to think your English is the best or, or perfect or whatnot. Um, like I said, imposter, imposter syndrome is real. Um, I've, I, I deal with it sometimes when I'm speaking English and a word disappears and I'm like, oh my God, where's that word? I wanted to say something and I can't find the right word to say it. Um, it happens a lot, right? It happens a lot find ways to get through that right the, the the knowing that that's gonna come you should prepare yourself to how do i move past that what is what is the next thing i can do to feel comfortable about sharing in english um again anything you can do to get started it can be small it can be record yourself uh in an application and hear yourself speaking english so you're comfortable hearing how you sound um and then small little things to you know go to clubhouse join a group that has other people that want to share in english but again do not have english as their primary language uh, there's a lot there that we can we can do for each other in this area and i'm there too you can always poke me and say like hey i heard you are english as a second language speaker maybe we can chat uh, i'm down for that yeah that's great uh, i really like what you share like uh, if you're working uh the uh, a company or uh, in an environment that with different people from uh, all, everywhere that you really uh, like improve your confidence because uh, personally I have that exactly the same experience like my first job here in New Zealand uh, is a small company most of them are Kiwis and um, the language they are talking it's typically uh, the Kiwi Kiwi style. So sometimes when I say something they don't understand or they say something I, I don't understand, I, I start to think, is this my problem? And uh, probably my my accent or something is wrong. And then when I get uh, my second job and the, my current job, it's um, with different people like from Indian, Korean and Jap Japan. I think, yeah, everyone is is able to understand each other in large companies because it's like broaden our our understanding level 
and to to get used to different accent or different background, different communications. I shared this anecdote the other day with some Brazilians that I was、uh, talking on Clubhouse, and they wanted to understand exactly that.、Uh, and I shared that you know at booking, we had a colleague that was from Scotland, and he was really sad. He almost left the company because he thought that no one liked him.、Um, and then after I think three or four months,、uh, he realized that his English, you know, he spoke so fast and with such an accent that a lot of people couldn't understand him. So instead of you know like again he's a natural he's a English as a first language person,、um, but because he was you know a fast speaker、uh, had an accent some people can understand it. I think there's something there you know for us to create the confidence to be like if you if you, if someone didn't understand they're gonna ask what you mean,、uh, you know they know that you're there for a reason right you're there、uh, because there is something that you can share of value.、Uh, try to communicate in whatever way you can. Yep. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great example. Thanks.、Um, yeah, my last question、uh, around teaching,、um, it's that、uh, I found you,、uh, Chris, like、uh, I mentioned, we know each other by、uh, well,、mm-hmm. uh, both uh, uh, as the mentors、uh, from Career Foundry in、uh, UX at、uh, Bootcamp. And <coughs>、uh, last time, I think I asked you the same question, similar question, like, why did you? Start to do that as you are already that busy with three kids <laughs> and a full-time job as a manage a design manager, but still、uh, try to do some. I I I I'm sure that's not about money, but what's the motivation for for that? Yeah, I, I've I've mentioned before, right? So the more you share,、um, I think the more you learn.、Um, I, I think different people learn in different ways. I think some people learn by sitting and reading and really discussing something very deeply.、Um, some people like you know more schematics and, and drawing things to themselves.、Um, I think talking, you know, saying things out loud, sharing things, makes me ponder them and, and challenge my own self to learn the things、um, that I'm sharing. So when that opportunity came. Uh, they wanted someone, you know, to to help young people、uh, that are starting out, right, and to to help guide them towards a career. And I, it's the same thing as、uh, you know, a, a little bit aligned to the idea of becoming a design manager, where you're trying to grow,、uh, you know, people into designers that have more experience. So it's taking my past experiences and passing those on, so you don't have to do the same things I had to do, and. Again, if I can illuminate something for someone that's starting,、uh, I can see that being very interesting. But I, what is what is what really attracts me then is it's never a one-way street. You're never just sharing; you're talking to someone. So when you're talking to someone, you share a story, and they might have another question, and they might have another question. And then sometimes, like you said,、um, when you get to uh, uh, you're telling your story, and you find like, oh, this is very simple. There's a simple way to say it now. Well, it's not because I said it once. <laughs> it's probably because I said it lots of times, and the more I say it,、uh, the more I see it iterating itself. You know, like I, I I learn from it. I hear the questions. I see where the questions are guiding me, and that's what I like about it. I think it's、mm. that connection with, you know, sharing and learning and having it back and forth, and and creating these connections with people.、Um, that's 
That's what. Yep, that's exactly what I feel. Like uh, every time when、uh, when we share things around, for example, around our 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 knowledge about about design or anything else, like the next time it will be have a deeper understanding later, and it's kind of like the the richer finance.、Um, Principle: If you want to really understand something, just teach it to somebody who don't know it. So after that, you will know it、um, for sure. So I think, yeah, this is what I also find. It's not just about sharing back, but also、uh, you you can have、uh, a benefit for yourself as well. So it's like a win-win situation. But it's sometimes it's really need to、uh, to take a take a step back. And then can realize this is a long-term benefit, not just a short-term. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thanks, Michel. I think that's、uh, that's a really great,、um, a lot of、uh, great story you shared and uh, uh, quite insightful. I really appreciate your time. And、um, and at last, is there anything you would like to mention or something you would like to share or comment? Anything else? Um. No, I really appreciate the time.、Uh, definitely, if you are interested in working with Atlassian, you can reach out.、Uh, you can come, you know, look for our careers page, careers.atlassian.com.、Um, and、uh, very soon, like I said, we're we're launching the Latinxes with Design podcast,、uh, hmm. interviewing some people in that、uh, community,、uh, people from Latin America, Brazil,、uh, telling these stories and sharing the stories of how they started. Um, how they got to where they are. So, be you know, be on the lookout if you're interested. Go follow on Spotify and all the other places.、Um, but in any case, if you're if you're interested in anything I said to you, you can always ping me, DM me, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever. Yeah, yeah. Later, I will share the all this uh, uh, contact info on this uh, uh, the the show note of this podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys, for listening, and thank you for your time. Yeah,、uh, Michelle. No problem. Yeah. Have a good、right. one. Yeah. Thank you.、Um, right. So probably I'll just uh, uh, yeah uh, uh, maybe next week or the week after next I will just、uh, finish、yeah. all the editing and and and、uh, and get you updated when it's when it's launched. So yeah, thanks no worries, very、no. much. And yeah. And congratulations again for your for your new role, like as a、Thank、design、you. manager.、Um, and I, I believe that it must be、uh, quite like、uh, busy, challenging, but also a lot of things to learn, as you mentioned. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's been super busy. It's been super challenging. But again,、um, such a good opportunity to to learn so many new things. Yeah.、Um, so I'm 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 super you know keen in seeing where it takes me. Um, so many questions still. So many things to be, you know, because it is, it is, it is. Not only it's new, but it's also big. It's also、mm. a lot of stuff, right? So yeah,、um, learning this whole new、uh, skill set, right, and and growing your skills is is always、um, very interesting. Right. Okay. Thanks. That's a great chat, Michelle. Yeah. Talk to you soon,、Thank、and you. have、you、a great.、Too. Afternoon, right? It's it's afternoon. Yep, afternoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Have a great、cool. afternoon and evening. You too.、Right. Cheers.、Okay. Bye.
Hey, dear friends, thanks for listening the whole interview. I was not only impressed and motivated by Monsieur's story and insights, but also learned heaps of things. I've learned that you should aim high when designing your career, and always find your story first. Obviously, Monsieur is a designer, but from this interview, I found that. He also has four other roles. First, he's a learner. For every job he applied, he always asked, "What can I learn from this position?" So as do the jobs. Second, he's a speaker. He used speak to overcome the language barrier and deliver the message, which is essential for a designer. Third, he's a simplifier. In this information overflow world, be simple is never been this important. Fourth, he's a teacher. He utilizes teaching to help others and also improve himself. These are the five roles that Mitchell teaches me, which I think is adaptable for most of professionals. No matter what you are doing, be a designer. A learner, a speaker, a simplifier, and a teacher. If you can do that, you will be, as Jeff Goldfield's book's name, you will be forever employable. Thanks for listening. This is Bear Academy podcast. If you like it, please subscribe it on iTunes podcasts or Spotify. You can also find my video channel at YouTube. Right? Okay. This is Bear. I'll talk to you in the next one. Cheers.